Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here to face one of the greatest dilemmas that we have seen in the area of law firm growth and law firm marketing, which is the classic trope of the attorney that is bad at sales. So um, this is something that been has been said a lot, honestly, and um, I'm actually just going to go ahead and make a quick parenthetical that we are going mask off. I'm no longer going to be hiding behind the word intake. It is sales. It is the process of persuasion. It is what is going to most likely get your law firm to the next level if you have any hope of getting away from referrals. But sales, why are attorneys bad at it? I've been talking about this for a while. This is a, this is a, a theory that was originally concocted around a lunch table at my first place of work, which is an inside sales organization. Insight Direct Global, if anyone is familiar with it, based in Montreal, Canada. But anyway, this is something we used to joke about on the sales floor. So uh, the company I worked for was known as a training organization, and they would take in everyone. It was literally like the French Foreign Legion. And it was kind of interesting because you got to see a lot of different types of people that were doing well. So there were the very well-spoken people who did well. There were people who were a little bit less well-spoken, but were maybe a little bit more, you know, personable. And then there are a lot of different types of different people. And we were kind of able to bucket these. And this is just, you know, just kind of uh, joking around the the lunch table between breaks and that kind of thing that this kind of developed. But anyways, uh, I call this my three types of salespeople. So the first type of salesperson that does really, really well is the dumb salesperson. And my theory on this is it's not because they're dumb that they're good at sales. It's because intelligence in general comes with a level of self-awareness. So without having the self-awareness that somebody a little bit more intelligent would have, the dumb salesperson is able to be a little bit more confident. And the weird thing about sales is that confidence is often taken for expertise and as an indication that what is being presented is the absolute best situation for the person. So for that reason, there's a lot of situations where the dumb salesperson does well. I'll also say the dumb salesperson usually doesn't try to overcomplicate things in terms of following up with prospects. They don't really care about placing the second, third, fourth, fifth call if somebody happens to no-show. So those are actually also benefits as well. But again, not really stemming from that person's lack of intelligence, but more stemming from that person's lack of self-awareness. Now, here's the problem. You do not see this archetype very often in law because if you were dumb, chances are you wouldn't have started to become an attorney. And you probably, if law schools in the bar exam have been doing their job, succeeded at becoming an attorney. So that is a very, very rare thing to see in in a law firm, especially a small and solo law firm with people are doing most of the job for themselves. And they don't have a big organization to hide behind, which leads to the second type of successful salesperson. And this is what I call the smart sociopath. So if you have intelligence and you have the high self-awareness and you're, you know, have the self-consciousness of how you're coming across as people, the second type of person that does really well is a person who doesn't care what other people think. So this is the person that is most associated with everything negative that we have to say about sales. So this is the person who's going to be pushing. This is the person who's going to be selling people. You know, this is, um, you know, the old phrase selling ice cone, uh, snow cones to Eskimos really fits in this problem. You don't want to be able to, I mean, it's, it's good to be able to, you don't want to, it's not ethical. <laughs> 
but you get the idea. So the smart person that doesn't really have any concern over the other people is good because you have the benefits of being smart, the benefits of being articulate, but you don't have the drawbacks of having that self-consciousness. People who are intelligent that do have morals have a little bit more of a disadvantage because if you're not confident in what you're selling, then that's going to come across and you're not going to be able to sell people up the river, so to speak. Um, so again, uh, and that's something I would probably say there's more sociopaths in law than dumb people in law, but um, not a path I recommend by any means, you know, at least if uh, you know you plan on staying out of white collar prison for most of your career. So which leads us to the last type of success in sales. And this is the smart person with a purpose. So the real difference here is that when somebody has purpose, they're able to leverage their intelligence, but it's not at odds with the person that's sitting across from them in the consultation table. We're going from having an adversarial interaction, which a smart sociopath can sometimes be able to do. I don't really care if I'm taking something from you, Mr. Klein, because I don't give a crap. I'm a sociopath to, I am going to be doing this for you, Mr. Klein, because this is what you need. This is a very, very high level to get to, and it takes a lot of effort to do, and not the least of which is going through law uh, school, passing the bar exam, and developing skill sets that you think are valuable to the people. A huge part of this, and this is something that we probably is the grounds for another podcast entirely, is the ability to sell oneself first. If you've put the work into developing something that really is valuable, you need to understand that that's something that you can bring to the table that your competition might not. And if you are in the position where you have something that's better than somebody else, then it is actually your moral imperative to make sure that you're connecting with that person in a way that will cause them to move forward, not for your sake, but for their sake, right? But what this really allows to do and allows people to get out of the self-consciousness is because you're no longer thinking about your own needs. You're thinking about the needs of the person across the table. You're being empathetic. If you find that that person across the table isn't in need of your services, you have the integrity to say no. And over the course of doing this for a while, your yeses will mean a lot more. Your recommendations will be a lot stronger because you have that integrity. And finally, that's the most powerful thing in my mind. It's sustainable. You're not going to end up getting thrown in jail for screwing people over. You're going to have good Google reviews. Everything will be hunky-dory. So basically, the situation that we have with is dealing with attorneys that are intelligent, the most important thing is to make sure that you are connected with purpose. Do not be doing this for yourself. Figure out how what you do helps people connect with that super deeply. And then you will have a huge advantage in the next consultation that you walk into. Okay. And the last thing to point out, just to make sure that this is one really, really big pitfall of being smart that may actually preclude you from getting to this point in the first place is that smart people are also disadvantaged at being good at sales because they are very good at rationalizing, not needing to be good at sales. And I will shortcut a pretty long explanation and something that we've mentioned a lot of times before on the podcast. But if you look at the people that are running the practices that you are trying of, they're probably not referring on pre-chewed leads, so to speak. Um, you're not going to get to the point that you want to, unless you really just you know are comfortable running a solo practice for your entire career. You need to figure out the sales stuff at some point. So anyway, that is that. Uh, I will leave you guys to it. And um, one last thing, let me kind of shout this out super quick. We're going to have a link to our mailing list at the end of this podcast. So, and by end of this podcast, I mean in the show notes slash description. So if you guys like this content, if you guys want to see more of it, get into our world a little bit more, I would highly recommend clicking the link in your podcast app player, wherever that happens to be. But um, for everyone else, until uh, next time, I will see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. 
For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.